When we hear a gospel like today, the visitation of Mary to Elizabeth, a gospel story from our earliest years with, we, with which we are very familiar, our imagination can run wild. We can think of this encounter as if it were like a Renaissance painting, where Mary and Elizabeth, almost glowing in angelic you know, ardor, are before each other, looking almost otherworldly or non-human because of their sanctity, their holiness. Or if our imagination is a little more contemporary, we can think of it as something like a Real Housewives of Judah, where we have these two beautiful women coming together at a very nice place to talk with one another, right? But I like to think of it, and I think it's very, it was very helpful for me in thinking of this encounter as perhaps the most ordinary and unexceptional encounter. An encounter, if you were to have passed by or seen it, you might not have even noticed. Mary, who has just found out that she is with child, has traveled. So she's probably exhausted. She's probably filthy as well. This is the ancient world after all. There weren't hotels along the way. Elizabeth, if we remember from the story, after she finds out that she, has had, uh, uh, that she is pregnant, goes basically into seclusion. So this would just be a simple, ordinary meeting of a dirty traveler, weary from the journey perhaps, and her cousin, who for many people was kind of ostracized because for so many years she was barren. This is really important because it helps us also recognize that when Christ comes into the world, he comes into the world to sanctify the world and to sanctify us, not in exceptional ways, but in ordinary ways. In the gospel, or excuse me, in the prophet Isaiah, we hear that when my word goes forth, it does not return to me empty. So when God comes into the world, when the incarnate word becomes flesh, when Jesus is in the Blessed Virgin Mary's womb and makes her the temple of God, what does she do? She takes it forward. She takes it forth. She goes to her cousin. And when her cousin receives the Lord, receives the temple of God, receives the incarnate word through his mother, the child, filled with the Holy Spirit, becomes the mouthpiece of the Lord even in the womb and shares it so freely and fully with his mother that she too becomes filled with the Holy Spirit. But again, this isn't something that's cherubic or otherworldly. This is a simple conversation between cousins. We heard in the first reading from the prophet Micah that Bethlehem too small would become the place where our Savior comes. And we know that this is where Jesus was born. But it's not just a historical fact that Jesus comes into the world in obscurity in the small place of Bethlehem. It's a personal reality for each one of us. That when God comes into the world, he comes into the world in the quiet recesses of our hearts. He comes to change us from the inside out. John the Baptist becomes the mouthpiece of the Lord in the womb, but it is years before he is out preaching, the voice crying out in the desert. Jesus himself comes into the world, and it is 30 years before he goes about his mission of preaching, of teaching, and of saving. When God comes into our life, there is never a moment, there is never a an opportunity too small, too unimportant. 
In fact, when God becomes incarnate, when He becomes one of us, it means that every moment, every opportunity is pregnant with possibility. Has the opportunity and the ability to change the world for the better forever. In the second reading, we heard from the letter to the Hebrews, right? And the author of the letter to the Hebrews is writing to the Hebrew people who have had temple sacrifices, and they're trying to figure out what that means in light of Christ. What is the writer saying? That there were these sacrifices which were not pleasing to God, but God came, took on a body, became one of us. So we become a living sacrifice in Christ Jesus. The radical claim of Christianity is that the temple where the ancient Jews worship, the temples of the gods where the pagans would go to worship, is now each one of us. Made a temple of the Holy Spirit in baptism. We encounter God through one another. In the simple, ordinary moments. We have to be open. We need to form our hearts so that when Christ comes into our world, into our life, perhaps in an ordinary visit from a cousin, it changes us forever. Simple, ordinary becomes extraordinary and world-changing. God comes to us. Gabriel goes to Mary. Mary goes to Elizabeth. God comes to us first. It is He who always makes the first move. It is He who always offers us His grace. It is He who loved us from the moment we were, bo- or moment we were conceived in our mother's womb. It is He who loves us to the end. It is He who desires to love us forever in heaven. Ours is simply to respond, to say yes to get out of the way, so to speak, and to live in the newness of Christ. I'd like to share with you, to end here, a simple story of one of our students who just graduated. And I think that hers is a great example of what this looks like in reality, in practicality. That when this young lady came to college, she knew Christ. She loved the church. But she was trying to live between two worlds living between her Christian and faith community here and her community on campus. They were pulling her in different directions. And then someone came to her, one of our focus missionaries, and invited her into something deeper. And she started to change, little by little. Little practices here, little things there. And all of a sudden, her world started to transform. And the young lady who was so happy and so ready to kind of separate faith life from worldly life, was now willing to talk with complete strangers even, classmates, those who might not believe, to bring them Christ in ways simple and profound. And this happened over the course of years, and it's changed her for the better. And this is what God desires to do with you at Christmas. He is coming. Will you say yes? Will you be open to the gift of the Holy Spirit so that you in simple and ordinary ways can be his mouthpiece, can be his friend, can help him change and save the world.